Thank you, Mr. Garner, for your song. Welcome back to the 4th and Long Podcast. This is episode number five. I am Brandon Fletcher. And I am Connor James. And we are your hosts for this podcast. It's week five. It's our fifth episode. We've been here more than a month. It's kind of crazy, right? Can you believe it? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Because it's happening, huh? I don't know if anybody else (laughs) that's listening can believe it. No, but I'd say at least like two out of the four were, were pretty good, right? Some decent picks. I'd give us like, I would say... Parts of all four were good. So would, probably two out of four, see, but it's yeah, just yeah. pieces Add it of, up. Yeah. 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 I think most people would probably say don't quit your day job. But if I ever get paid for this, I'm quitting my day job. If I get paid enough to replace my day job. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely do that too. But I would agree. Yeah. But it was a it was a better week this week. We we didn't do so bad in our pick'em. Yeah. A lot of more favorites won. Yeah. So I think that yeah. just makes it easier. It was a pretty steady week. Yeah. We had a lot of news coming out. I think the first yeah. thing I was going to do was uh, play some clips like we did last week and just kind of react a little bit to them. First Dan. First Dan, just like that one. You play that again? <laughs> I'm just going to keep playing the same clip until we get a response from somebody. I was impressed. The sound quality on the clip was good. I, I think, think we're fun. a professional podcast. It sounds like it. I mean, probably doesn't look like it. I will say you don't have a stack of books in front of your face anymore. I do not have a stack of books in front of my face a anymore. Professional looking microphone setup now. I know. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Um, yes. So this first clip I was going to play is a interview with Clemson head coach Dabo Swinney just to set the bar straight here or the kind of the backstory. He was on a radio show called Tiger Talk and a fan called in Tyler from Spartanburg to give his thoughts about Dabo Swinney. Mm-hmm. basically went off on him for about a minute and just said, hey, guy, you're getting paid $11 million to do your job. We're four and four. Why do you suck? And why are you still here? And what are you doing? And I'm just going to get into it. We'll play his response. He kind of went off on the guy. Love it. This Let's is go. a uh, cut-up clip. It was actually a five-minute response. It's about a minute, minute and a half of it. You so, just got the good stuff. Yeah, just got the good stuff. Here we go. Like I'm, like I'm 12 years old. It'd be freaking kidding me. 
That was a clip. <laughs> Those are the words of a broken man. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you were saying it before. He is definitely a little out of touch. Out of touch, for sure. Man, his pride must be really hurt. That is the head coach of a big college football team. Massive. They've won more national championships than almost every other program in the last 20 years. Who just put a fan in his place. That A he'll, fan. He'll never meet. Maybe a Clemson student. I don't, who knows? I yeah, the fa- he sounded like an adult. It was like a, a one of our age. Like he he just got destroyed by Dabo Swinney on a radio show for calling in and giving his thoughts. To be fair, he probably also clearly destroyed Dabo. Oh yeah, I mean he hit him where it hurts, obviously. But that four was... and four. Why are we paying you a gazillion dollars to be mediocre? To be fair, Clemson came in the ninth ranked team. They have two previous national championships within the last ten years. I mean. They're probably expected to be a better team than they are, but that was embarrassing for Dabo Swinney. He's just, oh, man. I'm not a Dabo fan, and this makes me less of a Dabo fan, although a little bit of a Dabo fan because it's hilarious. But, like, dude, maybe, I don't know, scheme something up, start prepping for next week. What are we doing yelling at 25-year-olds on the radio? Saying that. I've never failed at nothing in my life. Yeah. Well, clearly, you're four and four. You're you're not doing well That's this not year. Failure. That's five hundred. I don't know. Dabo is one of those coaches. The guy he hates like everything that's evolving with college football, which I, I I don't think I need to have a hot take about it. Like, but the transfer portal it exists. It's a thing. Like nil, it exists. It. It's a thing. Teams are using it, and Dabo's like, oh, this is bad for college football, and doesn't use it, and then wonders why he's 4-4. Four and four. Yep. Like, That's why he's yeah. shouting at children on the radio to like, keep his pride. I'm not saying I don't disagree with him. I don't have a hard opinion on either of those things, but, like, dude, like, Tyler from Spartanburg has a bit of a point, and I think the rest of the, co- the country can see that he's not evolving, so, like, Maybe he's just a little butthurt about that. Oh, he's very butthurt. He just needs a little bit more tact with it. Yeah. And also for him to say like, oh, I've never failed anything. You probably fail at stuff. Like Tyler probably makes a one hundredth of what you make oh, yeah. in an annual salary. Yeah. So like at some level, if you're being paid that much money, I think it's a, a reasonable thing to expect more. Or just also to not care enough to shout at a child on radio that's obviously going to blow up yeah like or do you if, if a company has a ceo in a cashier do you expect both of those people to provide the same value to your business like no that's why one's paid a zillion dollars and one's paid i don't know 10 bucks an hour like oh, i i agree with tyler's points yeah fully i fully agree with them i just think it's it was a, a funny clip and terribly embarrassing and don't go on a radio show if you can't take <laughs> exactly. a troll fan Calling you out, clearly. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, goodness. Dabo. All right, I've got a couple more clips. One of these is going to be Mike McDaniel's interview after the game last week. Jalen Ramsey came back, and he had an interception. So the cornerback for the Miami Dolphins came back. He played well. He had an interception. And the media asked Mike McDaniels, how is, how is it having Jalen Ramsey back? And this was his response. Oh, I can't wait. I love Mike McDaniels. Well, he totally disappointed me. He called that he was going to come back and have a pick six, not a pick field goal. Pick field goal. 
<laughs> he uh, he intercepted the ball and then he ran it back to about the twenty yard line and then they they got a field goal afterwards. So, I pick field goals uh, phrase. I think I'm gonna roll into my daily football. I like lingo. that one. I like that one. I love Mike McDaniel. I, he's so unserious, but clearly an insanely talented and smart head coach. Like coming from San Antonio, this one feels like close to home. But he is the Greg Popovich of the NFL. Yeah, I mean. His interviews are just on point. Yeah. He does awesome things. Every Clearly day. his players love him. He built a very successful winning culture down there. Absolutely. Like, I love Mike McDaniel. He's, All right. he's great. Last clip of the day here. Love We've it. got uh, Pat McAfee has and his response to the Kansas Chiefs losing to the Denver Broncos this weekend. So um obviously he is going through probably the five stages of grief as we all are putting Kansas City at the top of our pick'em leagues. Yeah. And uh, he was kind of upset that Patrick Mahomes, or everyone's saying that the Broncos are a good team now because they beat the Chiefs when there was a little bit of an asterisk. Dude, the Broncos are a great team now. Here we go. <laughs> First time Patrick Mahomes has ever lost their Broncos. The way that defense clamped down on a man who had IVs in his arms all night on Saturday because he was right. sick. Patrick Mahomes had the oh, flu. That's why what? Taylor didn't go. She didn't want to get sick because she's right. got big things going on. Exactly. She's a billionaire. Yeah. He was oh, sick. Yeah, was. He didn't have his full strength. His eyes shaking. He couldn't yeah. see anything. Ooh. Denver did really good. That defense, he guy was hey, sick. Hey, 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 we had a diaper on. It was basement and attic. It was basement and attic, they were saying. Just think about that one if you didn't get it the first time. <laughs> oh, my God. I will say, Mahomes looked, he looked like a zombie yeah, on the field. Yeah. And the team looked like a zombie on the field. It was a shell of themselves, yeah. for sure. And we will get to it. But that is that is how I felt. Uh, to be fair, we were out at dinner, so the game was just on. And the whole time I was like, yeah, they'll come back. They'll come back. The, oh, yeah. The Broncos, oh, yeah. Think they'll come back. And then it was like, oh, the oh, game's There's like five over, minutes left. They They lost. Yeah. Yeah, I, I expected them to win the game, even going in at the fourth quarter, being down by 12 or whatever it was anyways. Yeah. How yeah. dare professional athletes get yeah. sick? Right, I know. It's not fair. <laughs> he was just saying what the world was thinking. Uh, other news that came out this week, it was a big big day yesterday. Halloween, trick-or-treaters, outfits. Yeah, did you dress up? I did not. Did you dress up in something more clever than what you wore on <laughs> oh, Saturday? It was very clever. You, you don't think so? You don't agree? It was a piece of paper. It was a piece of paper. to a shirt. But it was because the wife went to the bar. Yeah, she dressed up. And she was Wednesday Adams. And, and you she wanted just me had to dress a, up. You just put a piece of paper that said Thursday. That was Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> she right. did it and you... I don't know. You were there, I guess. I was there. At least you showed up. I did. You know, points for that, More than you can typically say for me anyways. Eh, Yeah. Well, other news, other deadline that came by was the trade deadline. It was. On Halloween. I know. A couple of trades. Honestly, there wasn't as much movement as I thought there would be. NFL deadline, it's not like baseball. It just never really hits. I feel like last year was a good deadline, but this year, not not too much. Not Uh, a ton. 49ers got Chase Young for a conditional third round pick to the commanders that's yeah. a steal well and the other commanders dn that got traded yeah montez sweat yeah yeah or whatever line i don't yeah, know what montez they sweat. i don't know what position they put him at but he's one of those like DN outside too. linebackers that is a exclusive pass rusher yeah, but did you see who DN. bought him the yeah. bears the bears they're buying at the deadline well vagin <laughs> sergeant yeah he's one one for two here uh, yeah. Oh, man. They go get a piece. They got Claypool out of town. The Bears said, we're a winning 
program now. Also, the commanders just basically put the white flag up and fire said, sale. I mean, Dallas and Philly's above me. I'm not winning my division. There's no shot. Surprising, but maybe not. I mean, when you roll into a season with Sam Howell as your starting quarterback and you want people to take you serious, like... Yeah, but that defense on paper was pretty good. Yeah. Especially their D-line, which they just got rid of. (laughs) Yes, which is weird. For, for like, nothing, though. It's like a third-round pick for Chase Young, the guy who I think has the fifth most pressures in the NFL right now, like... Mm -hmm. A third round pick conditionally, as long as he plays, that's that's insane. That's a good trade for the 49ers. Huge pickup for the 49ers. They yeah. have what Nick Bosa. They yes. have him. Obviously, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. But man, they are their defense is getting more and more stout. Thank God, because they need Rock Purdy <laughs> is bad. <laughs> they should have traded for Josh Dobbs, who the Vikings picked up after Kirk Cousins snapped an Achilles. Yes, and I will say the my immediate reaction to that, uh, and I'm probably will just be put under the category of Cowboys hater. I went and looked immediately to see if the Vikings were on your schedule so that Dobbs could beat you twice in a season. And what'd you find? Uh, you don't play them, Sucks. but maybe Dobbs can get the Vikings into a wild card spot. Wow! Wow! And then beat you in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I Can you imagine losing to Josh Dobbs <laughs> twice in one year on really different teams too? Not just like, oh, it was a division rival. No, no, different teams. That would be absolutely embarrassing. Different I bad know. teams. I'm glad it's not going to happen. I am glad. I feel a little bad for Josh Dobbs. I think he way overperformed what they were expecting in Arizona. Absolutely. The team still sucks, but he didn't play that bad. Not terribly. I was honestly wondering what they were going to do with Kyler Murray, and obviously they showed their hand. They got rid of Josh Dobbs. They're yeah. going to keep Kyler Murray, but it, it, there was a moment there was like, maybe they'll keep Josh Dobbs and just work around him for now. Yeah. But, well, oh, well. Good luck, Arizona. Uh, Rasul Douglas goes to the bull, the Bills yep. from the Green Bay Packers for a fifth-round pick and a third-round pick. Did um, you see so his? he was on the injury report today officially? I did not, no. It was, he's not actually injured. I think it's just like the NFL rule, if a player doesn't yeah. practice, they have to be on the injury list. And he was listed as like, did not practice. And then like the injury designation next to it, it just said, just got here. <laughs> just got here. So it was like ankle, you know, whatever, concussion protocol, but just got here. I don't know. I I know he's coming from Green Bay, but coming from Texas, going to Buffalo, I'd probably feel injured going to that cold. Yes. That sounds You're like, terrible. can I take the day? I'll practice <laughs> tomorrow, coach. Yeah. Not feeling it. Um, that was most of all the good trades. That's crazy. No, not too many. Uh, other big news that came out today, overnight, the Raiders. Fire sale. Absolutely an organization that has fire, crumbled. Yeah, not fire sale, just get cleaned house yeah just completely gone I everybody mean, the nepotism is out right i i i don't know what took them so long <laughs> so for clarification josh mcdaniels the head coach was fired the sucks. gm was fired yes well i don't know if he sucks i feel like the gm is mediocre yeah well he but mcdaniels was awful run the organization well mcdaniels no. was awful yeah he has been awful as a head coach he got fired halfway through a season as Denver's head coach yes, for the same reason, because he sucks. He also accepted that head coaching position for the Colts, I think, and then, like, like backed out, right? Backed out yeah, after that. So. <laughs> uh, he's had a weird run as a head coach, and none of it uh, has been very good. You know, we talked about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady the other day. Was Josh McDaniels good because he was the OC for Tom Brady for so long? Yeah, I mean, Belichick's entire coaching tree is pretty 
pretty crappy. Pretty butts. I think, yeah, they're they're all, I think they have like a 40% win percentage as head coaches in the NFL. And Josh McDaniels is less than that. Definitely less than that. Below the average. Oh, yeah. Bill O'Brien is carrying their team, which is crazy to say because... He's bad. Yeah, not great. Not great in the first place. Yeah, the Raiders are falling apart. And they bench Garoppolo. Bench Garoppolo for Aiden O'Connell. Which Garoppolo has not played well. Most interceptions in the NFL. Yeah. And he's been hurt some. And he's always injury prone. So maybe they're just like, hey, this guy's not our future. We've got an interim head coach. Or, alternatively... They just want to tank really hard now. They're like, who better to do that with than this rookie QB? And we can't get in trouble because we could just always say like, oh, we're just trying to test him out to see if this is a quarterback of the future for us. I just don't know what they're doing with their money now because Josh McDaniels has got a big salary. Yeah, they're paying him a ton in like a buyout. I know. And then Jimmy Garoppolo has got to have a big salary. Yeah, and they already were. Wasn't Mark Davis or the Raiders organization or – they were not. Making they were like money. under IRS investigation or something because they were like not paying taxes or something. Like, well, the speculation is that Las Vegas hasn't really adopted them as a good team, so or like as a well liked team. Well, the the Golden Knights won a championship in their first like couple of seasons. <laughs> well, that's because the hockey expansion the draft is absurdly favoring the the new teams. Like, yeah, the Raiders stink. Yeah, like, they do. Uh, makes sense. Yeah, oh, I don't know. It's a crazy, crazy thing I did not expect to see, but I think is the right move for the Raiders in weird fashion because they've made a lot of bad moves recently. Yeah, well, we'll see where they go. They're dumpster fire. I'm surprised they didn't sell at the deadline. I think they probably decided that the pieces that they had that they wanted to keep, they could build around. Like Devontae Adams, great. they could build around. Max he's Crosby so good. And Max is, Crosby's incredible. The only thing is he's a little bit older, but that's okay. Yeah, but I look at Max Crosby to me is is he's like a TJ Watt or a Miles Garrett. Like you can build a defense around that one singular player. Yeah. So to cut to do like what Washington did, fire sale big players and keep coaches when you stink to me, let's gut the organization, bring in a new coach, rebuild the culture, and we have some good pieces here we can build around yeah that whole oh my goodness the chase young trade still is just mind-boggling are you gonna replace him with a third rounder no No, you're not no man crazy idiots all right college College. jumping that way rankings college rankings came out the college football playoff rankings came out i don't have a ton of like shock or big things to chat about on this one no not really I think your wife brought up an important question that I kind of wanted to to air out here. Okay. What is more important, the transitive properties that we talked about? Uh-huh, right. Or the With head-to-head wake. properties? Yes. Like, are transitive more important or head-to-head matchups more important? It looks like they value transitive properties a little bit heavier. <laughs> Texas is Specifically, seven. so sp- to, just to be clear, right. we're specifically talking about the relationship with P- between Texas, OU, and Kansas. Texas beats Kansas, Kansas beats OU, OU beats Texas. How do you figure but that out? Texas beat Kansas worse than OU beat Texas. I love that the point differential is what you're using as the tiebreaker here. <laughs> it's got to be. And it's not like be. who the actual better team is, what the rest of their schedule looks like. I'm going to be honest. I think that was the way that the college football playoff rankings went too because you think Texas without Quinn Ewers is currently actively better than Oklahoma? Maybe. Well, they weren't better with Quinn Ewers. Exactly. So, 
Although I will say, I think that was OU Super Bowl, and they played yeah. that way. In yeah. Texas, I think we established, and it didn't play awful, but yeah. it wasn't like they they didn't play their best. So I think I think in general, if I had to pick out just a handful of little things that were eye popping slightly, yeah. obviously Ohio State number one. It's crazy. I think that's reasonable. They definitely have the best schedule of the eight no's. So the most they have the best wins, wins so far at eight no. And Georgia hasn't really beaten anybody, but they've won two national championships championships, haven't lost a game this year. Yep. And they're and gonna they get, get to prove down. themselves this weekend. Yeah. So that's interesting to me. Uh the other one that I find Maybe not interesting, but is Washington, Oregon at that 5-6? Yeah. Because um, I think... The defeat? Here's where I, if I had to guess, jump into the mind of the, the group. I think there's this, like, if Washington wins out, yeah. maybe they can sneak in. But I honestly feel like Oregon's going to end up winning the Pac-12. They just seem... I know I know Washington beat them. They just seem so much better. I do. I agree. And I <laughs> so think, much better. Yeah. So I think that's why they're at six, that. and I think they're by far the best one-loss team. I agree, and I think that Oregon has definitely been better than Washington recently, but I don't think the college football playoff rankings can rank them above. Yeah. But I think one of that's those fair. two teams is going to sneak in, and I think probably Michigan or Ohio State are probably going to slip out. Yeah. And then the only other ones that, to me, were, like, surprising, I thought USC got valued too high Yes, at 20. Crazy. I think Kansas State got disrespected at 23. On the three? college football rankings? Because yeah. they're 25 on the AP poll, right? Yeah, but I think they're disrespected there, too. Oh, agreed. I, I think they're a significantly better two-loss team. Agreed. Um, and then our, our boys... Air Force. Air, I was going to mention at them. At 25. 25. They're 8 and 0. I understand. They're probably not a, a great team. But you're 8 and 0. I feel like they should be in that high Respect teens. On that name. 20. Yeah. 19, 25 18, seems maybe. disrespectful. I agree. What are they? They're 19 on the AP poll, I think. I think you are right. I'm looking. 17. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. They should. It feels like they should be in the high teens. I agree with that. I know I they're. Like it's just like every other Cinderella story. A group of five. They're not that good. They're gonna win a bunch of games, and it's like, oh my god, what if they maybe do? And then if they even, then they'll play a, a New Year's yeah. Six bowl and get demolished by like Ole Miss, and we're like, oh yeah, they weren't really that good. But like, put them there. I agree. Like it would be way cooler <laughs> if you put them there. Way more fun. Oh. That was all the news that I had. Any other teams you wanted to mention on there? I mean, everything else was... Pretty expected. I think it's the first one. I think they were just trying to kind of set everybody up. There's still, what, it is four games left? It is the ranking for how the season has played up until this point, not for what they think the college football playoff will be. Right. So there's a lot of movement that will be made before the end of the year. But this was the first one. Not too stunning. I don't think they did a bad job. Yeah. Yeah, like I said. All right, game recaps. Jumping into another college game. You kind of alluded to it. Oklahoma versus Kansas. Yikes. Kansas stunned them. 38 to 33. Kansas good. Former number six Oklahoma, now number 10 on the rankings, on the CFP rankings, are number nine, nine right? Nine. And then 10 on they the They were 10 AP on the AP, poll. yeah. Ooh, that was a crazy one. Surprising. I'm going to go with no. I don't think that they were heavily favored. The game was in Kansas, and... OU, since the Texas game, I say since, they've only played one other game, but they haven't, they didn't look great last week. Yep. They snuck past UCF, and that was at home. And then they go on the road against Kansas, who I would think is a significantly better team than UCF. Yes. And 
they just, I mean, they were, they looked okay, but it was like Kansas always answered every single time. I will say they tried to throw it away at the end. So Kansas came out swinging. Yes. They went up 14-0. Yep. Game went on a weather delay, and then Oklahoma came back. Yes. And it was like, oh, this is what's going to finish the game. So it was like, oh, they had the momentum. It's over. Oklahoma's coming back. And you're right. They did have a lot of good answers for them in the second half, which it, was yeah. surprising. Like, oh, you would score, and Kansas would score, score back. back. Yeah. On two of their final three drives, they threw an interception, though. Well, yeah, it's Bean. It is Bean. Back and up. he's their backup quarterback still. Who so we, Texas handled. Yeah, pretty handily. Yeah. It was honestly not too hard of a game for us on uh, when we were watching it. It became chaotic from a, a like a as a as a sometimes sports gambler, the going for two and failing, and then the other team going for two yeah. and failing, and then like the weird five points. It just gave me the heebie-jeebies because I'm thinking like, man, is this gonna mess up an over? Is this gonna mess up the spread? <laughs> I didn't have any money on the game; didn't matter. But whenever the weird. Extra points yep. and two points start coming in. That's when you're like, oh, geez, somebody's freaking out about that right now. Yeah, yeah. But you're, I, I think <laughs> I think you're right. There were probably a lot of betters that were not happy about that game. Yeah. Um, they, Kansas definitely shut down Oklahoma. It was... Shut, I mean, they gave up 33, but Kansas' defense is not that good. But they shut down Dylan Gabriel. His yes. line was 14 for 19, 171 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick. Weather was definitely a factor. Weather I don't think either quarterback was very good in the air. Um, it really came down to running the ball, and uh, I will say uh, Marcus Major, OU, uh, not their exclusive starting. They have, kind of have a three running back backfield. He's the one that seems to be out ahead He's a little bit. He's kind of the main guy. Uh, he was a scratch right before the game, didn't play. Um, so when it comes to a ground, like pound and, ground and pound game and you don't have your top back, that doesn't help. Not that I'm giving them an excuse. It was still pretty funny that they lost. <laughs> it felt good. It felt really good it watching did. that game. Brain was saying, like, need OU, to, need win, OU to win. So Texas can beat him in the Big 12 championship. Need OU to win. But then it's same thing. Like, just come on, Kansas. Let's go. To come say on. It, I'm probably going to be rooting for Oklahoma State this weekend. <laughs> oh, now that they've lost, now that they've broken that seal, I hope they don't win another game. Nice. Nice. Why not? All right. Jumping into BYU versus Texas. 35 to 6, Texas won handily. I was a Rolled. Little, little bit concerned before the game. I definitely, well, I think there was just the question mark of what is Malik Murphy? Yeah, and he came out and he was jumping around, had great vibes. Super excited. Very um, happy. I think we went three and out on that first drive. Sure did, but he looked cool doing it. And then I'm pretty sure he threw an awful interception Absolutely on his second the drive. Next drive. He did. Like an awful <laughs> but interception. Cool doing but it. He, he, I will say, he didn't back down. It wasn't like he then tucked his tail. And nor did Sark take him out and put Arch Manning in. No. He he went through it. And he didn't he didn't impress me. But he made some throws that were very good. After those two turnovers that you're saying that were in the first half. We finally started running the ball. Like I think they were yeah. trying to get him going and we kept doing these little like short pass plays and we just didn't get anything established. And then I think it was like our third drive, maybe. I guess somebody was like, Hey, we have Jonathan Brooks. Yeah. And then they handed to him, and he went for like 12 yards on his first carry, and it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be fine. And then they started to mix it up, and um, Adai gets involved, which we needed finally. The defense looked elite that game too. That surely helped. That Dude, the defense helped. was 
that was by far their best game of the season. I mean, they could have turned the ball over four more times and probably yeah. BYU still wouldn't have scored any oh, more points. Oh, right after Malik Murphy throws the worst interception I've seen a quarterback throw, and I watch Kenny Pickett play every weekend. Yeah. And the defense was like, no worries. And literally, I think three plays later, we get an interception back. And yes. we ended up on better field position than where we, like, the defense played so good. We're going to need them to keep it up. Yeah. Oh, for sure. This game scares the hell out of me when we get to previews, but. Right. The only the only other thing that still scares me is our red zone offense. We had two drives where we turned it over on the BYU two-yard line. Yes. Two drives. Yes. Against BYU. Yes. We are the 101st ranked red zone offense in the country. Well, we lost the OU game because of that same red zone offense, if you will recall. Yes. Yes. And we still haven't fixed it. So I don't know if this is a legitimate thing. Again, I, I don't play football. I'm not like in the locker room. I'm not scheming up plays, not an offensive coordinator. Something Texas likes to do when they get down to the one, two yard line is they bring in those really obvious heavy, heavy run packs. packages, yeah. which in theory, it's like, oh, this is a 300 pound defensive lineman playing fullback. He should be able to block the linebacker in the gap. But the guy never blocks anybody for an entire game. Maybe some in practice, they run heavy package. And then you expect him to line up and block a guy who every down is playing defense trying to avoid blocks. It seems like the heavy package just maybe isn't the play. Like, do we not have a fullback? Do we not have a tight end? Did you see the uh, Eagles doing the tush push, handing it off to DeAndre Swift instead? I cannot say that I did. you know, the Eagles always line up for the tush push. Yeah. Everyone just, you know, crowds the box and tries to, push him. They right, Eagles right, still right. get it. They were on the one yard line. I think it was fourth and goal. And instead of the doing the tush push, Jalen Hurts just stands up and hands the ball to DeAndre Swift and he had a wide open touchdown. So yeah. maybe we should throw in some trick plays like that. Like, oh, heavy package. Guy goes out to the outside. Maybe or just mix in. It feels like we either do the obvious heavy package run play or we try to do those like weird or maybe mix Quick it up rather things. than doing it four times in a row on the two and not working. Yeah, it just feels like we get down to that two-yard line, and then it's like, oh, Texas is going to run the ball. And in theory, we should be able to do it. But when everybody in the stadium knows you're running the ball, and we're just not as not as successful. Yeah. Uh, that is the biggest thing that scares me going forward. But yeah. I'm hoping that... Not that Kansas State has outscored up. opponents like 85-3 to three in the last two games. No. Because that scares me. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Next game, Oregon State versus Arizona, one I'm a little bit proud of. You Arizona. called this one. I did. I, I did. will give you all the kudos. You called this one. 27-24, Arizona wins. Close score. Didn't feel that close. No. No. It it, it was kind definitely... Kind of a sad touchdown at the end that made it closer, but it was like a 10-point game. For the most of the fourth quarter, yeah. It was pretty much Arizona's ball game that whole time um kind of a garbage time i mean i guess they had the onside kick chance but like come on you're not gonna get that the uh the thing that everyone's talking about is that before half oregon state had the opportunity to kick a field goal and time was running out they ended up trying to go for a fake field goal didn't get it goes into half time runs out game's tied at half but now they lose by three points like game's tied it's 10 10 i believe at half it's a low-scoring game. You're going to need any points that you're going to get. And I think he was on, like, the 11-yard line. Are you really going to go for it on the 11? They got four yards and got to the seven or something like that. Time's up. Lose by three. Tough. 
What are you going to do? Yeah, I know. Just like the Oregon game, hindsight's twenty twenty. but I, I don't know. That was another weird coaching coaching call. Yeah, if you're going to line up and go for it, then trust your offense. Yeah. That's kind of my – because a fake from the 11. It was a little odd. Seems like a, a – I'm not a special teams coach, but that seems like an ask. Yeah, and I think it was a running fake too. So yeah, didn't was it snapped directly? I saw, I, I remember seeing them play, but I'm, I know it was the kicker kind of like rolled left. Yeah, was it snapped to him, or did they the, snap it and he? Pitched I think it was it? a snap pitch off to the left, and your punter is going to run for eleven yards. Yeah, know. either way, I mean, look, I'm wearing a for the brand hoodie. I'm not going to totally slander people, but like, you're going to trust your least athletic player on the field to get you eleven yards on fourth down. Least athletic, probably most flexible. Does that mean that you can gumby around? Maybe they thought so. Alignment? Maybe I, they thought so. I don't know. Didn't work out. It was a good game. Uh, fun to see. Fun to see the highlights. Kind of cool to pick the right game. Um, NFL. That was all the college. So yeah, yeah, jumping yeah. up to NFL. Okay. Uh, first game I want to talk about Rams at Cowboys. Ooh. <laughs> 43 to 20. Cowboys win. Rolled. Our. Uh, we are undefeated at home so far. Our score in those three games, we're three and zero, is one hundred and eleven to thirty three. Pretty good. We rolled over the Rams. We dismantled them. Yes, you did. We did not need a blown call on fourth and one to beat them. You did like need said team Steelers. You did need Matthew before. Stafford to get hurt though, because your defense was starting to lack a little bit. Oh, there was some touchdown. momentum. I'll that say game was over in the first quarter. There was some momentum. And then Stafford goes down, and then the momentum was entirely gone. But I will agree with you. It was never really close. No, no. If Stafford played the rest of the game, I'd like to see what happens. Oh, it surely wasn't even close. It was like he was out a quarter. Mm, it was like mid-third. Yeah, he was like out a, a basically a quarter and at the end of the fourth. It was literally like their offense just started getting rolling, and then he gets hurt. Nah. I had Cooper I mean, Brett Rippin, Rippin is not going to get and anywhere. And they both sucked. So... There's well, n- there's no rolling in that. They were what are you gonna not do? Great. You guys played well. You played at home. We played at home. It helps. You know what? Another another point I have. Guess who do you think topped all quarterbacks on Pro Football Focus for two weeks in a row? Mm, Dak Prescott. Oh, look at that! <laughs> Second week in a row. Twenty five of thirty one, three hundred four yards, four touchdowns, one interception on a tipped pass. Not even a turnover worthy play. Tipped. Tipped by who? I believe it was a defender, and then it was his tight end, and then it was into the Rams' hands. Tipped at the line? Yes. Then that is a little bit on Dak. Well, not that much on Dak, regardless. Okay. He did really well this yeah, that's game. A good, that's a very good stat line. He did really well this game. He's looking like he did his rookie season. He is running the ball again, uh-huh. extending some plays, and guess who he's finding? Your favorite wide receiver in the league, CD Lamb. <laughs> I will say, I, I, I mean, I didn't even need. I could have benched CD and won this week, so that is a thing. But yeah, it is nice to see him start to get some production. What twelve receptions, one hundred and fifty-eight yards. They're finally using him like a wide receiver. They're putting him outside. All the rest of the season, he was on the inside. Let's keep like it up. I mean, see, the problem is he's going to get forty-one points like he did this weekend, and that helps his average on the season. But like that's in fantasy, I don't need. 8, 10, 10, 41, 10. I need like 20, 20, 20, 20. I agree. And I think if the Cowboys will do the same thing that they did this week, maybe they will learn, right? If they 
keep him as their first look, their number Is one. Is that right a Michael receiver. Gallup? That's what I'm saying. They were using Michael Gallup as their number one and their first read for Dak for the per beginning of the season and mm-hmm. getting nowhere with Michael Gallup. So finally using the guy we drafted to be our number one wide receiver as our number one wide receiver. Shocking. Look what happens. You play better. Jeez. And our defense is looking really good too. Yes. We have a 46% pressure rate, which is the highest in the NFL. We That's are good. getting a lot of good pressure on the quarterbacks. Um, just for your brother, because he was discussing with me about the Steelers and the Cowboys and who has a better defense, and he vehemently says that the Cowboys have the worst defense. If you're talking about scoring defense, the Cowboys are number four overall in scoring defense. Okay. And he was saying, no, the Steelers are much better scoring defense. They've scored more points than any other defense in the league, which we'll get to that scoring defense. Is that what that scoring? That's not, the, that's not what that stat means. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, it's sometimes we Yeah, so we've allowed the fourth least points against other teams. Which one was this one? And Which brother? <laughs> it was Dylan. And he doesn't know what well, scoring defense. I don't he played know. defense at a collegiate response, level, and he doesn't understand stats for a defense. His response was like, "No way! The Steelers have scored more points than the teams we're facing sometimes." Yes. So, so we we are a we are a s- scoring defense, as in we do score, which is also incorrect. But anyways, the true scoring defense definition: we're fourth overall in the league. We're allowing seventeen points per game. You guys are seventeenth in the league allowing 21 points per game. So mid-tier there. And as a scoring points, we, we've scored 4.3 points per game on touchdowns, interceptions, sack fumbles that get picked up for touchdowns. So like points scored. Like, a, like getting in the end zone getting in or the end points zone. off of turnovers? Points not off of turnovers, points getting in the end zone by the defense. So if we get a pick six, mm-hmm. if we get a fumble recovery for a touchdown, if we get a punt what, what return, was that? What's ours? 4.3 points per game for the, the Cowboys. That's first in the NFL. 2.3 points per game for the Steelers. Second in the NFL. Interesting. But still number two. Yeah. And about half of what the Cowboys get. Okay. So you guys, all on your high horse about how good the Steelers' defense is. They are really good. Maybe take a look at the Cowboys. Maybe. I think the Cowboys do have a good defense. Probably better than the Steelers. Still, the, the jury's still out on that one. It is. At the midseason, you've gotten to play Mac Jones. At the midseason, we're the better defense. At the, Statistically, at the midseason, you're the better defense. Yes. Yes. Agreed. There we go. All right. Jumping into the Steelers game, Jags at Steelers. Yeah. Oh, another one. You guys had some big talk for me this weekend, too. Well, I will say I didn't. If the Cowboys lose and the Steelers win, we're going to have a fun podcast this week. Yeah, well, Well, guess what happens when the Cowboys won and the Steelers lost? We're still having a fun podcast. podcast. I'm having fun. I, so, yeah, okay. The Steelers game. So let's just set the stage 20 to 10, the Steelers lose. Yes. Jags came into Acrisure Arena. The official stadium, Acrisure Stadium, and it is Heinz Field. <laughs> it is Acrisure, isn't it? Acrisure Arena. I don't think so. Whatever it is, I think it's arenas Acrisure. are for basketball and hockey. It's Acrisure. Yeah, which is an insurance company, <laughs> not from Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, you guys can be upset about it all you want. That's the name hanging on the stadium. Yeah, it's Heinz Field, uh, and yeah, we lost. So um, a few things on this one, and and I will, I'll try to be. To the point here. Sure. So, 
there's a large conversation to be had about officiating in this game. I don't really want to have that conversation. Why not? Because, because I don't think it affected the outcome of the game. Oh, thank you. It did significantly affect the first half. Surely. Which was when I was complaining about the officiating because we should have been winning at halftime. Okay. Because we had a field goal literally stolen from us by on a penalty that per Mike Pereira doesn't even exist. It does exist. It shouldn't have been a penalty. It, it wasn't a penalty, and it isn't a penalty they're supposed to be calling on that play. It's right. for the tush push. Right. So... And it wasn't even, he wasn't even, right. the only person offsides was a player now, on the other team. To be fair, the Eagles have gotten that called on them because Jason Kelsey's in a four-point stance. It looked like your center was in a four-point stance, too. But they called it on the right guard. They, they, and no, 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 I agree. They they always call it on the right guard, and Jason Kelsey has been pissed about it before because they call it on him, or they call it on the right guard, and it's really him. Regardless, fair. it shouldn't have been called. That should have been called. That's three points off the board. And there was a really bad call the other direction that was on a third down stop that put the Jags in position to kick field goal we then get another stop immediately on that set of downs but they're in field goal range then so that's a six point swing we were down at half nine two three so it should be tied i could make an argument there was another bad call to put the jags in field goal range but that and one was no, no 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 there was a defensive holding call that was kind of oh. bogus on another third and long that put them into field goal range, that we immediately then stopped them. Our defense in this game, outside of the one touchdown, played great. Did they? I think so. They were on the field the entire game. so They were. Anyone will not play that well if you're on the field the entire game. But the officiating to me, I think we can go around and around the officiating. It was bad, but I think it was bad both ways. We got screwed in the first half. The Jags got some bad calls in the second half. That officiating crew sucks. Oh, I will say, like, if you're going to call the – Pass interference, or sorry, the roughing the passer. That on roughing the was Jags, awful. Or on the Steelers, you should call it on the Jags too. So, because well, ours wasn't roughing, he didn't even land by. He didn't. He landed next to him. If he you tried look, to, and it looked. He, I, I can see how in real time it looks like he landed on him. I his shoulder how, hit the ground. I agree. In slow motion, it was obvious that the shoulder. He rolled over to get the shoulder into the ground. In real time. I and can, it wasn't even like a step. Like he was hitting him while Trevor Lawrence was getting rid of the ball. Like it I'm wasn't saying, even like a step into it. All I'm saying is real time. I can see how they said he drove him into the ground. But if you're going to say he drove him into the ground, you got to call it on this on the Jags later. Especially you since gotta. he absolutely did drive Kenny into the right. ground, which caused him to get hurt, which takes him out of the game. Right. So I will move on from that. I will move on from all of that to the actual point I would like to make. Okay. Steelers are dead because Kenny Pickett's out. Okay, no, Kenny's playing. Is he officially? Because I thought he's he was questionable, right? but they're saying he's going to play. Okay, he's tough. Here is my. Okay, I want to make sure this is very to the point. Yep. There's a lot of conversation about officiating around the Steelers this year. There's a lot of conversation about Matt Canada. Mm-hmm. You love to talk about Kenny. Yep. I have been a vehement defender of Kenny outside of when I watched him play in Houston, and it was very disappointing. I think the Steelers need to find a way to do what the Raiders did, but for just their entire offense. I, Matt Canada needs to go. I don't think Kenny's the guy. We need a new quarterback. Oh, Kenny is initial. Kenny's bad. I went back. So here's what I did after the game. I felt like annoyed that they lost, annoyed that it felt like we were in that game the whole game, and Kenny gets hurt, and Mitch obviously sucks. So it's like, yeah, of course we didn't win the game, and the refs stole points from us. Like, the whole thing felt crummy. 
But I went back and I watched like the NFL recap where you can watch like the 15 minute video that's just play after play after play. Kenny missed so many throws in that game. He tends to. He missed, so, but more than usual, he missed so many. One of them should have been a touchdown to Deontay Johnson, and he just missed him on like an eight-yard pass. So that's step one. Canada needs to go because his offense is bad. Kenny needs to go because he can't hit receivers when he needs to. Deontay Johnson, you're next on my list, buddy. That opening drive, we did what we never do. We came right out, and we threw the ball down the field. And Deontay Johnson was wide open, 30 yards down the middle of the field. Kenny hits him in the hands, and he drops it. So where do you guys go from here if you're not? Because you're obviously not going to pull a Raiders. No, I'm saying I don't know. I don't know where we go because we're not going to get rid of Kenny because we just drafted him, and they're going to give him a chance. We're not going to get rid of Matt Canada because we're the Steelers, and apparently that's just not what we do. Deontay Johnson, for some reason, they like him there. They've kept him around, even though I've beat the drum. He sucks for years. Najee Harris runs slower than I do. He needs to go. Jalen Warren, I mean, I like him, but there's some ball security issues there. He's fumbled several times this year. He sure has. And he's good, but he can't be a lead back that runs every single time. It's going to be a Tony Pollard situation. I love George Pickens, so maybe we keep him. Pat Firemuth is great, but he's been hurt more than 50% of the time he's been on the team. The offensive line is one of the worst in football. So I don't really want to like, I don't know how you just make an entire offensive line better, but like, that's a problem. Like if you just go to every single offensive room, we don't have good players. We don't have good coaching. And the the poor defense is, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they are really good. There's no stat that will prove it, but they are a top-tier elite defense that is on the field the entire game. We were talking about it before the season started. On paper, one of the best defenses. They are an elite defense that never gets an opportunity to show how elite they are because they're expected to make... We had, what, three turnovers in that game or four turnovers in that game? I believe so. We the, the Trevor Lawrence had, was under pressure the entire game. Yeah. The only player that really did well, I think, was ETN, and our run defense has struggled. Our linebacker room, I don't think, is that strong. Right. Well, Quan Alexander's done well. He's done pretty well. But I think Cole Holcomb struggled some, and I don't. We I don't want to talk about the Steelers for an hour and a half. I am just at a point in the season where I'm frustrated because I think we're still going to win games, unfortunately. So we're not going to be able to go get a top tier pick quarterback, which would probably be best as quarterback, because we got Kenny at what twenty last year. So like he's not a top quarterback, but he's a yeah, good well, quarterback. We got Dak in the fourth round, so there's always hope for you guys. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's it's just frustrating that it's like. I just don't see the end of the tunnel here. Like, it's not just one player we need to replace. I I think Matt Canada is a huge problem, but, like, we bring in a new OC. I just don't know how you get all those pieces to play that well together. So, in summation, the Steelers are a dumpster fire right now and need to get it together, but <sighs> the offense probably... No hope. The offense is, is an absolute dumpster fire, and we've been at the bottom of the league for years. What's frustrating is we you can we can go back and forth on whether the, de- the defense is top five, top ten, whatever. That defense could win championships on an even 15 of 30 offense. Maybe like on any other team? Most other teams. <laughs> if you took – pick the – I'm trying to think of like a very mediocre offense, like like the Vikings. The Saints. Or the Saints. 
Well, the Saints have a good defense. They do. They struggle on offense too. Maybe that's a bad example. Browns. Mm, no, <laughs> that's the same situation. One of the best in the league. The Rams. If you put our defense with the Rams' offense, I think that's a championship caliber team. Okay. I think it's a mediocre team. So that's the frustrating thing as a Steelers fan is you don't you're not always going to have this championship caliber defense. Why have we been so pitiful on offense for years? And it just it's like a lot of fingers get pointed at Matt Canada. And it goes a little higher than that. As a it? fan, I want to defend Kenny and I want to make sure that my team but seems good. But you it's, accept it's just defeat it's from been our first eight conversation. Weeks. And Dak is better than Kenny. Sure. Great. Congratulations. You guys still won't win a Super Bowl and you haven't for 25 years. But Kenny isn't it. Deontay is not a number one. Najee is not what he's put. ETN and Najee got drafted in the same draft. Najee's not ETN, never has been ETN, and ETN had an Achilles? Uh, ACL? Something? Yeah, something. He missed like a whole season, and he's still faster than Najee and looks more productive out there. Yep. It's just... Sorry. You guys, the season's over. It is. I I wish we would lose the rest of our games so we can get a good draft pick. Unfortunately, they're the Steelers, so they're going to be 8-9 and or 9-8, and and we're not going to make the playoffs, or we'll make the playoffs and lose to the number two seed and we'll do the same thing we've done for the last three years. Well, I'm excited to watch it. It's a good season. It's, it's so <laughs> frustrating, but that's where I've landed after this game. I think I'm just, I'm giving up on the offense. They're bad. And I'm just at a point where it's like, I don't even have a solution for them. Yeah. They're just all bad. There's always next year. No. <laughs> what, how do you, how do you even improve this? Uh, you probably make a trade at the tra- uh, trade dead. Who do you trade? What one piece do you even go get? No, you probably trade away your offense, like. You but said. how? Do, who's gonna just? You can't just fire sale the entire team. You could. The entire team. You could try. You could surely try. You're probably not going to get anything close to a first rounder for any of those guys. I don't care to. Then you could try. I don't know. It just it's it's like man, it's the pieces aren't there. You might have been able to sell Kenny Pickett to the Vikings instead of Josh Dobbs. Yeah, but um, I feel like we need Kenny on the off chance he develops. But he's old already, so I don't think he'll be developing much. No. Especially when you see guys like C.J. Stroud who come in and are really good right away. Yeah. It's like, mm, Kenny hasn't Probably really done that yet. Prime. He wins some games. He's had a decent record, but yeah, he's not. Yeah. Well... That was a lot about the Steelers. Yeah. A, Sorry, how'd you get that one? It was it was a lot of <sighs> deep-seated anger, you know. You're, yeah. you're also going through the five stages of grief here, and you're at the anger portion of that. So. Yeah, I'm not going to give up on my team, but they just are so bad, and it's so frustrating. Yeah. Well, Giants-Jets also was a game that happened this weekend. <laughs> that so what was the other game. It was Giants-Jets and... Panthers, Panthers, Texans, Texans, which we will also talk about briefly. I'll, I think you can, we could talk about them at the exact same time. Um, an actual full football game was played in both of those because if you look at every single stat line for every single player, it's like, what happened in this game? Yeah. Giants, Jets, there was 23 total points scored. So yeah. it was 13, 10. And some and of those were in overtime. Overtime game. Yeah. There were 24 punts, so more punts than points. Okay. 
There were 16 three and outs yep. in the game. There was 1,098 total yards via punt and 445 <laughs> via the team's yeah. offenses. This was a... It wasn't a... The Giants had negative nine yards passing in the entire game, in an yeah. overtime game. <laughs> negative, <laughs> negative nine. Uh, it was literally like... Iowa's spring game this year. Yeah, they were combined four for 34 on third down. Iowa's spring game. Iowa playing Iowa. And that the, was basically what this game was. The Giants were up with 28 seconds they left They should have won the game. I don't know if you saw at the end the whole controversy about the center yeah. for the Jets. The ref didn't even touch the ball. I think, he, I think he did touch it because you see him kind of run through and he seems to put his hand down. But like I think the spot was off by several yards. And they just like let, let it, it happen, let it fly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They pulled a pulled a little bit of another Steelers move there, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, yeah. That was a terrible game, but also terrible very game. exciting for my pick'em. I got the I, Jets right. Yeah, <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> and I thought it was dead with twenty seconds left, and Zach Wilson with the ball, and sure enough, he did it. He sure did it. It doesn't feel like he should get any credit for that. <laughs> And I do, I do have to mention the Panthers. One, because I did tell you that, you know, mark my words, they're not going to go 0-17 this you year. You were right. <laughs> they won I a game. surely didn't think it was going to be this game. No. But there's also a Panthers fan in my life who is very close to me, and it would be remiss of me if I didn't congratulate his team for one of probably one win that he's going to get this season. So And maybe enjoy next it. year, too. This could be the only one for a few years. <laughs> one in what? 33. Yeah. Did they win? They won one game last year, I think, too. It was somewhat Two? close to that. It was it was a very low amount of, of games. A forgettable um, amount of games. The, the worst part is that they, unlike your Steelers, mm -hmm. they don't even have a first-round draft pick this year. So they're going to go potentially 1-16 and earn themselves the number one overall draft pick, but that goes to the Bears. Yeah. So... Bryce Young, I will say, isn't awful. Uh, he's 33rd ranked out of 36 quarterbacks. He's He has time to develop because he was a little bit younger Better coming out of college. Next, And he, I would say he has exactly zero offensive talent around him. <laughs> he throws Thielen. it to Adam Thielen, who was great. Five or six years ago. He's doing great in fantasy this year. Yeah, because he's the only person that Bryce Young can throw yeah, the ball what to. They traded for Miles Sanders and now they're and playing Chuba Hubbard more yeah, than Yeah, Chuba Miles Hubbard Sanders. is decent, but yeah. he's, I don't know, he's whatever. And I think Tommy Tremble has what become an actual part of that offense. What a nightmare. Goodness. They suck. They suck. That Sorry. game sucked to watch. Congratulations. And we picked it wrong. Hey, yeah, you won one. You won one. Let's I, hope that doesn't mess up the Bears pick next year. Yeah. Well, all right. We're going to play a quick game here, new one. I, I'm going to call it Panic or Patience. I'm going to shout out a team, a couple of different teams. You tell me whether it's time to panic or whether or not you should have some patience and let them play out the rest of the season see where we go. Am I the only one playing the game? No, we'll both play it. Well, but you already know... You've had time to think about this. Well, I know the team. I really, um, to be honest, I haven't really put much thought into okay, this. Okay, all right, that's fair. All <laughs> I right. just like looked at a few teams. Oklahoma, panic time? 
You've played a few. Patience. You've played patience. a few bad games in a row. Nah, patience. All right. I was going to say patience too, but hey, after this week, you lose to Oklahoma State. You lose another one? Panic. Panic. Yeah. Yeah. You've got some time. All right. Duke. Whew. I picked them this week. You sure did. They were really bad. I am putting the panic button out on panic. this one. I think it's three oh, well, losses now. The thing is, right? panic, but like, for what? What do you have to look forward to anymore? A good bowl game? A mediocre bowl game? Now it's mediocre, right? I mean, there was never, there was a shot at the national championship, actually, yeah. for like a very short period of time yeah, after, they they, run... after they beat Clemson. Yes, yes. They beat the number nine Clemson. They got massively overranked. They did well. And now they have three yeah. losses. That's like a neither. That's just like a like a sad trombone sound. Yeah. Yeah. I put Steelers up here, but we already know your answer is heavy panic. I don't even think it's panic. I think it's just like acceptance. Like this Melancholy. is what we are. There's, <laughs> it's not patience because for what? It's not panic because we know we stink. Texans? Ooh. This one's a weird one because... They were supposed to stink. Then they were kind of good. And now it seems they might stink again. Yep. So, like, panic? Panic? There's still a chance that they could get to the... Roller coaster ride for Texans fans. I'm pushing panic on this one, too. Panic for where you were at the top of the ride. Right. Uh, Vikings. <laughs> panic. Massive. Huge. Dude, you lost Kirk Cousins for the season. And you were just getting better. And he actually isn't so bad. I think we're about to see how good he actually was without they, Justin Jefferson, right? I they mean, were so bad. And then they started winning games. And rolling. it was like, whoa, wait, playoff team. Right. Dead. dead. Panic. Dead. Dead. Yeah, Completely dead. Who are they starting this weekend? It's not Josh Dobbs, right? It's. They were thinking about, I think it's Jalen Hall is his name or some Jaron Hall, but... I think they may end up starting Josh Dobbs if he can learn the playbook in time. Completely dead. They're completely dead. Uh, Rams. Ooh. What, um, I'm going to say patience. Yeah. They're a good team. They I have they a chance. Together. They're not a Super Bowl team. No. They're not a contender, but they can make playoffs. You get rolling. Cooper Cup gets rolling. Matt Stafford comes back. You still have Aaron Donald. I don't think the defense is good enough. It's not. You it's have not Aaron fun. Donald. That's you your defense. And unfortunately, he's a little bit aged out that I don't think he's able to be the TJ Watt, Miles Garrett that we talked about. Niners. This one's an interesting Panic. one. You think so? Yeah. Three games in a, in a row. Yeah, and not because of the three games in a row, but because Brock Purdy was like your guy and it was unquestioned. And then one player, Debo Samuel, gets hurt and all of a sudden he is so mediocre, if not bad. Like but they just they just ramped up their defense again. The defense is insane, and that's probably why they went to get a guy because they're like, oh, we're gonna shit. really need this. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of panic. I think they'll be okay, but the time is not patience. It is like, whoa, we need to figure this out now yeah. and get this offense schemed up because Brock Purdy. It, it, I mean, we've established he's not a superstar. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but like he starts to look really mediocre when you take away that one piece. Yeah, I was thinking that they kind of showed their cards here that they're in panic mode by going out to get more pieces at the trade deadline. That's not a normal necessarily move if you're not. Yeah. But if somebody to, said, I'll give you chase young for $10, you'd say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That is so, also fair. But I don't know that they, that the commanders came out to say that I bet you the 49ers reached out to him and said, Hey, who are you willing to trade? Um, yeah. I can't blame them for fleecing the yeah. commanders. But now that they got him, I'm going to say patience. I'm going to say, Let's see where their defense goes. Falcons. 
Ooh, I'm going to give them patience on this really? one. Really? I think Desmond Ritter sucks. Yeah. And I've been a, t- a Taylor Heineke fan for years now. Ooh, you're thinking Love damn, Taylor new Heineke. team. I like him. New team coming I, He's in. a vet, and I don't think he's going to do the stupid crap that Desmond Ritter does down the stretch of games. That's probably fair. And mm. I think they have a very good run game. They have they have pieces. Kyle Pitts, yeah. Drake London. They yeah. have talent. Yeah. They just don't get the talent, the ball. So maybe we start doing that. And they have a very good red zone defense and a decent regular defense too. So patience. patience. All right. Uh, last one, Bills. Ooh. I don't know on that one. I'm going to say patience on this one. They have previously been a very good team, and we've said it a few times. I think they're a very streaky team too. If Josh Allen can get his crap together this year and stop turning the ball over and start looking like a real quarterback, just like the Falcons on steroids, they have the pieces, right? They have a better offensive piece than the Falcons. So if you're giving them patience, I think you have to give it to the Bills too. I think I agree with you. They feel like a team, like one of those NBA teams that maybe just like rests guys, doesn't win a ton of regular season games, and then it's like, oh, they're a juggernaut in the playoffs every single year. And maybe the Rasul Douglas pickup will be more of a replacement for Just got here. Just got here. Just got here. He's injured. He may be out for the season. He just got here. (laughs) That was it. That was the fun game. Uh, Was it fun? It was fun. It was fun. fun. I had fun. I don't think anyone else had fun. You made me think. (laughs) I did on your feet, too. I didn't even tell you about that. You didn't even put Texas in there. You just put OU. I didn't. I just put OU. Texas. 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 Patience. Yeah. They haven't lost yet. We just won. We just well, they handily have. defeated They BYU. lost OU. Well, we haven't lost after Quinn Ewers went out yet in one game. Yeah. So I'm a little panicked about this weekend. Yeah. But well, if we get by this game, I absolutely am comfortable. Perfect segue, sir. We'll jump to it. Kansas State at Texas. It's a home game. Yeah. It's going to be our toughest battle until the end of the year. We get through this, we are coasting. And there's still game. We still have to play games, but we are coasting to our, the end. Our of schedule year. gets easier as the season goes. You mentioned it earlier, Kansas State is egregiously underrated in both of these rankings. They're so good. They're a very good team. They just came off of a win against Houston, forty-one to zero, which we just beat. Yeah, and thirty-one twenty-four. Back up one more week, and what was the final yeah, of that game? Thirty-one twenty-four. We won by one touchdown. What? No, no, no. Kansas State back oh. up one week. What was their final the week before yeah, it was that? Forty something to three, right? Or I think it was like forty to three. Yeah, something like I that. I think they've literally won eighty-five to three in two weeks. Something like that, which is just they are rolling teams. They really are rolling teams. That obviously. Also teams that we've played and have not rolled. So here's the situation with Kansas State. I'm going to just give you a quick high level of their season. They came out. They played a bad team. They won 45 to nothing. We don't even need to mention their name because they're, they shouldn't exist. Then they beat Troy 42 to 13. Then they lost to Missouri in Mizzou on that 75-yard field goal that won that game. Mizzou is a very good team. And they're like, what, 12 right now? Okay, so at the time we were like, oh, you lost to Mizzou. Mizzou stinks. Mizzou's super good. Well, because Kansas State was ranked and Mizzou wasn't at the time, Correct. Kansas State was 15. Mizzou was nothing. Mizzou is now, I think, 12. So that loss was super close, and I don't think you hold it against them. Then they beat UCF by two touchdowns. Then they lose in um, uh, 
in, at Oklahoma State. I don't know why I'm blanking on the, where they play. They lose 29 to 21 at Oklahoma State in Sweetwater. There you go. Oklahoma State is not that great, but they're not that they're bad. They're not that bad. They're not so that, bad. that loss is questionable. And then they beat Tech by 17. And then they beat TCU 41 to 3. And then they beat Houston 41 to nothing. To me, they're one of the best six and two schools. For sure. And you look at them on the rankings and they're like way down the line on six and two schools. Yes. Feels like they should be like 15, 17. They should be pretty high up there. Yeah. And then the only other stat that I have on them, sometimes I bring my own stats. Very rarely do I bring my own stats. They are the one of six power five schools to be in the top 15 in both points for and points against. Or, Dylan, scoring offense and scoring defense. Oh, man, he's going he's gonna to come back with a tie. I didn't mean that. So Fine. they're good. They are good. They're they are really good. good. And they're 14th in scoring defense. Uh-huh. And, and they're 13th, 13th in scoring, scoring offense. offense. Look at me. You are on it, Look sir. at me. You're on it. So um, I understand we're a good football team and we're supposed to beat them or whatever. I am scared to play this yeah, team. Yeah, but we're, we're 15th in scoring defense and 23rd in scoring offense. So by those measures, we are worse than them. And yeah. specifically on their defense, their rushing defense is incredibly good. They yes. are fifth in rushing yards per game allowed. Which is what we do best. We are 34th in rushing yards per game that we have. So the, I think that Kansas State is a tough matchup for Texas because they stopped the run, which we're going to really need to do better about this week. And they beat us last year? They did. In, they were a better team, though. Yeah. Well, I think they're pretty darn good team this year too but yes they were better last year they were the only team to beat tcu outside of that embarrassment of a national championship game <laughs> right and i i think they're not respected enough this is kind of their mo is just kind of quietly run through teams yeah but the fact that they're not respected enough is what scares me even more i will say texas we have the fourth hardest strength of schedule to date so far yes and we still only have one loss yes we are four and zero at home this year and Good. in those games, we are 143 and 40 in the points. So we are also playing really well at in the home. points. Yeah, yeah, the points scored. Point differential. Scoring offense plus 80, and scoring 83. defense. <laughs> yes. So we're playing pretty well at home. It's yeah. a home game. No, I, I understand. Like, we should win. We should. We should be the better school. We should be better than them. We are at home. I'm scared of this game. Absolutely. I, I, I'm scared of this game. I absolutely am. It is not one that I feel comfortable with going in no. with our second string quarterback. If we had yours in, I think it'd be a different story. A little I'd, more confident. I would be a little bit more confident, but I don't know. It's a tougher one. I do think Texas is going to come through. Of course, that's a fan saying well, that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But Malik Murphy, I'm hoping that he sees how he played looks more in the second half in the Malik second Murphy half. than the first half Malik Murphy maybe and continues with that I think we got the first drive jitters out in the first three drives yeah and maybe we can do a little bit better yeah no I think uh I think it'll be a fun game to watch but my, I will definitely my nerves will be through the roof I'm sure we'll we maybe maybe we'll be watching that one together we'll probably see. Uh, number nine, Oklahoma at number 22 Oklahoma State in Sweetwater yeah in Sweetwater thank you <laughs> you're welcome thank you um you think they lose two in a row, Oklahoma? Mm. They're not the same team that played Texas four weeks ago. They are a broken and beaten down team. They played Texas. No, it's true. They do I have mean, some injury. They definitely have the injury bug going and around. And especially some. mentally 
beaten down. I mean, these are kids. We talked about it before. The Texas game was big emotional drain to them. Yes. They came off of the bye week, and they barely beat UCF. That's got to be a big emotional drain to them. Then they lose to Kansas in Kansas. That's got to be a huge emotional drain and hitter to them. But do you know what is the immediate turnaround off of that is a massive rivalry game. It is a massive on the road. And it's the final rivalry game in the near future between these two teams. So what better to, to pick up a team that's going through kind of a downswing on their season than like all the hype that surrounds that. I know some teams you can be beaten by that, but I think in certain situations that's going to like rejuvenate your squad. And I think it's hard to get up to play Kansas it's not hard to get up to play this game. Yeah. I think that I agree with you. Oklahoma State is a good team, but I think 22 might be a little bit too high ranked to be over K-State. Yeah. Because their two losses are not to two good teams. They beat K-State, though, though. So that's where I think <laughs> the, the committee's like, mm, kind of have to. Yeah, but, I mean, transitive properties, you got to find a way around that, right? I mean, they lost to... Iowa State and... Who lost to... No, yeah. <laughs> and I know what you mean. South Alabama yes. were the two teams that yes. they lost to. They had a tough start. They've improved. They have. Since then. They've won four straight. Um, and they've been beating guys, teams. They they just came off a 45-13 to 13 victory uh, against Cincinnati, who's a, not a very good add to the Big 12 at this point. Well, it's something. I, it just seems like... This is exactly what OU needs to turn things around. Yeah. And they might kill him. And I think I'm a little bit okay with that, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, we need Oklahoma to win out again for our chances. For that strength of schedule to still be high, for that one loss to be like, I mean, we lost to a really good team. Like, if they start blowing every game. I do think that Oklahoma is going to get the boys up and win this game. But I do think it will be a close game. It's a rivalry game. They always play them close. Big Brother's probably going to beat Little Brother again, though. I yeah, mean, they're overall they always do. 91 and 19. Oh, I was overall. going to say 100 and something to like 10, but yeah. that was close. 91, 19, and 7 is the overall, and OU is massively winning in that margin. They yeah. probably take it to 92, the final game that they're going to play together for a long time. Yeah. All right, last college game here, number 14 LSU at number 8 Alabama. Alabama's favored by three. Um, this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be a very fun one. It's uh, obviously LSU is a very good team that beat earlier said Mizzou Mm -hmm. in the final points or final seconds of that last game. Mizzou is now ranked above them, 14 to 12. That's weird. Um, LSU is number one in total offense in all of FBS. They're averaging about 200 yards per game more than Alabama. Mm -hmm. They have Jaden Daniels, who is obviously one of the top three Heisman candidates this year. He's looking really, really sharp. And should be back to 100%. I think he's been a little banged up the last couple weeks. I believe so. Uh, Milrow, uh, Alabama's quarterback, is finally throned himself as the official starting quarterback, like basically for the rest of the year, right? Almost like, I think if you listen to this podcast the first few weeks, maybe week one, I said, don't let Alabama start cooking. They're going to get hot as the season goes on. Yeah. And they have. Milrow has definitely improved. Very much so. He still shows flashes of poor decision-making and turnovers, and he is still definitely has a propensity to make mistakes, but he's, he's a good quarterback. still has a 13-touchdown to five-interception ratio. Right. He's still Pretty a good, good quarterback. Yeah. He's still a good quarterback. Uh, he's not Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels is 25. To, 25 to, to five, three, right? Or three interceptions. Okay. Yeah, I mean... Um, and, but he has Malik neighbors he's throwing to, and I don't think that there is, I mean, Burton is, 
is good. very good for Alabama. But Malik Neighbors, I think, is Number probably the best three. wide receiver coming out of the, out of the SEC entire college football. Well, Marvin Harrison, maybe. That's true. That's fair. Okay, he's probably he's two. two. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe three behind Luther Burden or not. I mean, it, he's a he's a very very good wide receiver that he has. Yes, with a very very good quarterback. Yes, it's like a. Washington situation where you're having these very high skilled wide receivers and very high skilled quarterbacks and it's clicking. They have the best offense. Yep. LSU is coming off a 62 to zero win against army and Alabama, uh, like, like Oklahoma has had a lot of tough battles in a row. They didn't Mm -hmm. beat Tennessee, but that was a second half victory. They've a lot of second half victories for Alabama this year though. Arkansas, Texas A&M, all those games were just tough fought battles. They lost to Texas, obviously the, one of the greatest teams in the country right now. I think this one's going to be a scoring, like an actual. Um, didn't you just? I was. I was. Poor A and M. So, I think it's going to be a really good game. I I'm actually excited to see where this one goes. I I think Alabama's a little bit overranked, and I think LSU is a little bit underranked, and I think they're probably closer in ranking than what this is showing i mean it's a three-point spread uh in favor of alabama the game's being played in tuscaloosa so it's like you know the general betting rule is three points for being the home favorite so uh, theoretically they're picking in a neutral field i'm gonna go with lsu i'm gonna root for lsu because i like lsu more than i like alabama i think my brain says it probably makes sense that alabama wins the game but uh yeah i'm gonna be rooting for lsu and Nick Saban finds a way to get his team up and play in big games really well, but I'm I'm hoping for it, and I'm just going to put it out there in the universe that LSU is going to win. I think Jaden Daniels is going to come in and throw for 300 yards against an Alabama defense that probably hasn't really faced a quarterback quite as skilled as him this year yet. Future Steeler. Future Steeler. Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. There we go. I like the way that sounds. <laughs> I don't think he's dropping to wherever you're picking in the draft. Maybe we'll finish 4 and 13. That's a good it's a good option for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those are the college games. We'll get into the NFL games and our picks this week. Thursday game, tomorrow night's game, Titans at the Steelers. Pittsburgh is favored by 3 points. Are we in the picks now or are you previewing games? We are in the picks. Who am I picking? Who are you picking? So you can tell me why you're picking them. Yeah, I'll give you a, just a, a taste. I am going against everything I just whined and complained about, and I'm just picking the Steelers in this game for a very simple reason. It's a primetime game against a rookie quarterback. You do well in primetime games. Mike Tomlin in primetime games against rookie quarterbacks is very, very good. And I don't think Tennessee is very good at all. Obviously, there was a big coming out party last week for Well Levis. Um I don't know if he's going to be able to replicate that at the same level, so I am taking the Steelers. But I still think we stink. I don't think we're going to score a bunch. I just think it's going to be like 17-9 to or something, and we'll win. Yeah. I'm going to pick the Titans. Go nuts. (laughs) I think Will Levis looked really good last week. I'm hoping that he carries that into another week. Derrick Henry's full full strength, full Mm -hmm. health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think that the Titans' defense is anything special, Mm-mm. but they don't have to be against the Steelers. No, you could roll out to hate a middle school's defense, and, and I don't think we can move the ball very well. Probably a lot of field Actually, goals. Actually, mm, Nodge could probably bowl down some 13-year-olds, but... 
but he's not playing 13 year olds. No. So I, I don't think that the Steelers are going to roll last week's loss into a win this week. You already lost at home. You brought up the home thing. It is a primetime game and you do well in primetime games. Very well. You do very well in primetime games, but I just think that the Titans are going to keep rolling you. Okay. Steelers heading to four and 13, like your wishes. I mean, five and 12 probably after this one, but (laughs) we'll see. Okay. All right, Dolphins at Chiefs. It's in Frankfurt, finally. Germany. I've been asking about Germany for like a month. Oh, isn't there a Germany game this weekend? Yeah. Finally a Germany game. A Germany game. I think it's 9.30 in the morning. It's going to be fun. <clears throat> this one was a tougher one. Dolphins and Chiefs, both really, really good teams. Chiefs coming off of a bad loss with obviously a man that was, uh, what, rearing diapers because it was basement and attic. So, did, did he have a diaper over his face? <laughs> no. It didn't look like it, but I guess a helmet. Can't really tell. Who do you have in this one? I have the Chiefs. <clears throat> I Just because? No, I think that the Dolphins have been 0-2 against good teams this year. <laughs> I completely agree with that statement. <laughs> they have lost to the Eagles and lost to the Bills, and the Bills aren't even looking that hot right now. No. Um, Chiefs are second in scoring defense and in passing yards per game allowed. They used to have Tyreek Hill on their team. I think that they will be not prepared, but as good of a preparation as any team can have against Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um, and Mahomes is has won eight straight coming off of a loss. Wow. So... The past eight games that he has lost, he has won the next game. And you are really making me want to change my pick. <laughs> I I think that the Chiefs are going to get up for this one. They're going to be in Germany. They are the more experienced team. And I... Kansas City, big German population. Big German population. I Kansas don't know City. that at all. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be the Chiefs. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to stick by my picks even with all of that, and it's making it sound bad. I will say this is my number one uh, confidence, so the lowest confidence pick this week. I'm taking the Dolphins. Um, I went back and forth on this one because you're right. The Dolphins are 0-2 against good teams, yeah. 6-0 against mediocre or bad teams. Yep. Um, but here is my one, two, uh, kind of two things. You touched on one with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill revenge game maybe a little bit. Maybe. Um, Big game against the Chiefs defense because on the counter, he's played against that defense a lot in practice. So could have a good game. Um, Here's my one counter, and here's my problem with the Chiefs in general. I think they are superstar dependent. Literally, if Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey don't have a big game, like I don't think that they're very good. I mean, you saw that Patrick Mahomes is under the weather, and they scored nine points. Yeah, They were awful against an awful team yeah. in Denver. Yeah. So and they rely on them to open up the field for Pacheco and all their other stars for sure. Right. For sure. So I, I'm not saying that they, the chiefs are bad and I'm not saying that the dolphins will kill them. I just think when you are a superstar dependent team in the NFL, that's not a great situation to be in. And the chiefs haven't really played like one of the cal- elite caliber teams yet. So I'm interested to see how that pans out for them. Jalen Ramsey's back for the dolphins. I have a better defense. I'm now. taking the Dolphins, but it's a it's a toss up to me, and I'm not sure if it's a good pick. But. Yeah, I think they've thrown some duds in some good games, so I'm picking the Chiefs. Okay, Seahawks at Ravens. Baltimore's favored by five and a half points. Yep. Uh, 
I've got the Ravens. I do too. Lamar plays really good against NFC opponents. He is 17 and one against NFC opponents. Wow. I didn't know that stat. I just knew he played well against the NFC. Now I feel really smart. He is 17 to one against them. That is the winningest record of any quarterback since the merger against the other conference. Well, he's going to add another one. They're playing in Baltimore. So Seattle's got to fly across the country, not the other way around. I just don't think Geno is very good quarterback. He wrote, nobody wrote back. He's okay. Yeah, he's serviceable. He has talent. DK is very good. They just added Smith and Jigba. Obviously, Tyler Lockett is aging, but very talented still. And I like their running back room. I just think Lamar's going to continue. Lamar's going to do what he did to the Lions. I think so. I, I don't think that the Seahawks are a team that strikes me as much of a Super Bowl contender, and I think that's what you're going to have to be to, to beat a scrappy Ravens team. Ravens are cooking. They are cooking. They're hot. They are cooking. They have clicked. I think they will continue to click. Agreed. Cardinals at Browns. Cleveland is favored by eight. Yeah. That's a big line for a game that I'm not super excited to pick. Two pathetic teams. Yeah. One very good defense, yeah. and then th- Every other phase of the rest of the teams are very bad. Which is the only reason I'm picking the Browns, because yeah. they have one one thing good for going for them. Well, and Arizona's starting Clayton Toon, so the only thing I think they had going for them was consistency at the quarterback position, because you've just had Dobbs all year, yep. and that's gone. Yeah. So, Miles mm, Garrett's probably going to win the game by himself. He he probably could. So I have the Browns. Probably could. They're 3-1 and one at home this year. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson might be back, which is a I minor, hope he's not, actually. It's a minor upgrade to P.J. Walker. So I don't know about that. It's a minor upgrade. It's a very, very hairline upgrade from P.J. Walker. The only upgrade is the ownership can feel better about paying him all that money because <laughs> yeah. at least he's on the field. Yeah. I mean, their defense is still elite. I, I think yeah. that they could not play offense and probably still score more points than the Cardinals. Very likely. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Clayton Toon was a big, big reason in me picking the, the Browns yeah. um, as heavily as I am. Buccaneers at Texans. Houston's favored by two and a half points. Brutal game to pick for me. Yeah, I'm not excited about this one either. Just with a lot of games this week have been brutal to pick. Yes. I have the Bucks in this one. I feel like I've seen too much inconsistency from the Houston Texans, and the oh, yeah. roller coaster is just hard to ride, and I'm getting off, and I'm going with the Bucks. I think they have more to play for. They have an easier division. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, who's their other competition? It's the Saints and the Falcons, right? And the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're coming off a win. <laughs> they're on a streak. They're hot. Right? It's called a streak. They're it's hot. One. Um, I think that the the Bucks just have had a slight amount more consistency, and I, like I said, I think they have more to play for. Whereas Houston is not going to win their division. They're in Jacksonville's division, who are way better team than them. It's probably going to be hard to get a wild card slot in the AFC too. Yeah. So I'm going with the Bucks. That's my choice. I respect that pick. I thought about this one a lot. This was one of my most difficult to pick teams. Um, I'm on the opposite side of this game. I'm going to take Houston. Um, obviously an ugly loss last week against yep. Carolina. They stink. Um, but Houston has to me, actually been more consistent recently. If you look at the last five, uh, Tampa's one and four in their last five, mm-hmm. and Houston is three and two. Okay. Um, so to me, uh, I think Tampa came out and was way better than we expected and now has started to revert back to what everybody expected them to be at the beginning of the year, whereas Houston, 
we expected them to be bad. They're slightly above expectation. And they're at home, which is probably really the only reason I'm I'm picking them. And you're just mad that you went to Houston and watched them demolish your Steelers. I don't know. I'm just it's because the Bucks are one and four in their last five. All right. So Bears at Saints. Saints are favored by seven and a half points. This game is pathetic that I have this as high up my board as I do. <laughs> yeah. But I'm taking the Saints at home yep. because the Bears are just a pitiful team. The Bears stink. They're in hibernation. How about that? The Saints stink, but their defense is really good. So, yeah. like, it's kind of the same situation as the Browns, Arizona. Saints looked okay. I they guess did. The Alvin Colts. Kamara is cooking now, yeah. and so I will give them that. Um, yeah. Derek Carr threw for a lot of a lot of yards. Yeah, but I think Derek Carr is kind of butts. Yeah, but he does throw for a lot of yards sometimes, and he probably will against the Bears. Most of those yards are dump downs to Alvin Kamara. Fantasy managers love that. Not if you don't have Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Fantasy managers of Alvin Kamara love that. I don't have Alvin Kamara. I don't like it either. Are you taking the Bears? I am no. Okay, no, okay. No, no. Saints, just Saints. 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 Okay, Saints. okay. Yeah. Uh, Vikings at Falcons, Atlanta, four and a half favors. Yeah. So I'm going to have to back up my words here, and I'm going to take Taylor Heineke. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the Minnesota Vikings won last week, but... From the moment Kirk Cousins left the game, they had nothing. I don't think they got a first down. No, they were terrible after Kirk Cousins left the game. Yeah, they they just rode that to victory because they were already up by four. They were up by plus. a lot. Yeah, like I, I I picked the Falcons too. Yeah, I do like Heineke. I think he's a serviceable quarterback. He's and fun. He makes culture guy, locker room guy. He makes mistakes, but less than Ritter probably. Locker room guy almost beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Almost, almost came out and beat him. Um, I think Cousins being out is too big of a hit for the Vikings to come back from. Yeah, they're dead. As weird as that is to say, four I and thirteen. Justin Jefferson was going to go out, and they were dead, and they weren't dead because Kirk Cousins was still there. I mean, and somebody has to get Justin Jefferson the ball. Maybe that's why Kirk's being paid a gazillion dollars. Yeah. And I think they just traded one of their guards, so they're dead. Yeah, and Atlanta. This could be your moment to start to put something together here. Just like the Bucks, they have a division to play for. Yeah, I mean they're not out of it. Yeah, uh, Rams at Packers. Green Bay's favored by three. I am embarrassed with how high I have this pick. This is my eleven out of fourteen wow. pick. Um, Green Bay is so bad, and I have convinced myself for the last several weeks that they're Green Bay. They're like a historical team. They're going to figure it out. They're going to put it together. Matt Lafleur will figure something out. They're awful. The only thing I wrote down was I just honestly think the Packers are terrible. They're so, dead, so I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the Rams, too. Yeah. Um, what are these games? What are these? This games? weekend sucks. <laughs> Commanders at Patriots. New England is favored by three. The Commanders just sold their entire defensive line. And the Patriots don't <laughs> want to win games either. They no. sell every game they play in, too. No. but uh, Can we pick a tie? <laughs> I have the Patriots in this one. I do too. They're the home team. That's literally the only reason I picked them because uh, I think Washington just put up the white flag for the season. And the sure Patriots, did. like, I don't know. I think Bill maybe has a little bit too much pride to just lose out. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I picked them for the same reasons. The, but Mac Jones is awful. 
He looked good in one game this year, the Bills. One. <laughs> Maybe he'll look good again. Maybe you give him enough time. I don't you... think he even needs to. <laughs> the Commanders are going to have zero people on their defensive line, so maybe they'll give him enough time. to. That, that's a noon game that you're you're not going to see that game on the red zone. If you watch NFL red zone, you won't know that game was played. Yeah. Period. Uh, Colts at Panthers. Indianapolis is favored by two and a half points. This is such a dog shit game, too. There's so many bad football games. Um uh, I have the Colts, and they're way up my board, too. The Panthers, that was their Super Bowl last week. Even a blind squirrel can find a nut every once in a while. That was their nut. They're done. (laughs) They're cooked. They're not going to win another game. I think all of their players just put their hands up, started clapping, and said, we just won the season. We're done. (laughs) That's it. We're done. We're out. We're done. when you go golfing, and the second hole in, you get a birdie, and you don't give a crap for the rest of the round. Pretty much. You already got one, right? Yes. It's like, yep. That's it. I'll give you this one. Both teams, one and four in their last five. Yikes. But Carolina is one and two at home, and the Colts are two and one on the road. I would also bear it to say Carolina is one and seven on their last eight, right? <sighs> yeah, well, yeah. They're just, Carolina is really bad, and the Colts at least are like, I don't know. They're in the AFC South, so you could convince me that they maybe have a chance at a playoff. They've at least been close in some of the games. Yeah. Close-ish, closer than the Panthers for the most part. Yeah, they have more offensive talent. I don't. I think quarterback play between the two is a wash. tie. It's a wash, and you've got a lot more talent on the offense for the Colts. So, yeah, yeah, I have the Colts too. Giants at Raiders. Las Vegas is favored by two and a half points. Dude, I hate this game. The Raiders just dumpster fire, sold everybody, fired everybody, benched their starting quarterback. Are awful are awful. They are terrible. They just got demolished by the Chargers. And the Giants just had negative nine passing yards and lost to the Jets in the Iowa spring game. I've got the Giants. I have the Giants, too. I initially had the Raiders. Me, too. Until all of that... I had the Raiders even after they fired him, after they Uh, fired Josh McDaniels. And then when they benched Jimmy, I was like, oh, no, we're really cooked here. It is definitely. The the good thing for the Giants pick is that Danny Dimes is expected expected to be back. Danny Dimes can just run around (laughs) and maybe somehow score some points. Just not throw the ball at all. Zero passes, and you already are better than last week. Literally. (laughs) God. What was his name? Tommy DeVito? Tommy. He scored a touchdown. Yeah. Got in the end zone. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Congrats. Um, Cowboys at Eagles. <sighs> Honestly, dude, these games are hard to pick. Philly's favored by three. Yeah. At home. So it's basically a pick them on a neutral field. Um, <sighs> this is not a hater pick. You're going to think it's just a hater no, pick. No, no. I'm going to take the me. Eagles, but it's at my two. Yeah. It's very low confidence because yeah. I do think you're very good, and the Eagles at times have not impressed me. Yeah. But for me, it's one of those, I'm going to pick the Eagles every week until they lose, probably. Yeah. And I think that's a smart pick. And it it took me a a lot of time to come around to my pick. I did look into it a little bit. I'm picking the Cowboys here. Dak Prescott as 8-3 in his lifetime against the Eagles and and 3-0 in his past three games. Wow. Prior three games, he's got a passer rating of 143.1, 11 touchdowns, one interception in those games. We're averaging 44 points in the last three games against the Eagles. We beat them last year in the playoffs. Revenge game, though. Revenge game. Watch out. So, or sorry, we beat them last year on Christmas Eve. That was not in the playoffs. Um, where when the Eagles okay, lost were, to the Niners. We, yeah, when the Eagles were 
far and away the best team in the league, and the Cowboys had no shot at that point. Okay. So I I think that we're going to bring it for the Eagles. I think that we always bring it for the Eagles, and I think that we have been looking very good for the past few weeks. It's definitely a homer pick here, but I have my boys, and I have them pretty low confidence. I don't think that's a bad pick. Like I said, I got the Eagles very low. I just am picking I'm, – It's it, they could play anybody, and I'm picking them until they lose, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and and they're they're a really good team. Uh, Bills at Bengals, Cincinnati's favored by three. Yeah, um, weird one for me. Don't know why I have this pick so confidently. I don't have it very high on my board, but for some reason I'm very confident in it. Uh, Bengals, Bengals, they're rolling on fire. Joey Burrow has a freaking Terminator calf right now. They're doing exactly what we thought they were going to do but didn't for a few games and now here they are here they really are they They are really really are very hot right now at home full swing and buffalo is waffling they are waffling they are one in three in away games this year and josh allen has eight turnovers in those four games yeah he's not looking good when he's not at home nope the Bengals are looking really good yes I've got the Bengals too. Yes. Chargers at Jets, the final game for the week. Chargers are favored by three. Can you believe this is a primetime game? (laughs) This is a primetime game. Yeah. Yeah. I think, think about before the season, Aaron Rodgers versus Justin Herbert. Herbert. All right. I can, I can get behind that, I guess. We can't flex. Are we not at a point where we can flex games out? I don't think so. I, I know that there's some flexing later in December, but I don't think that they're at that point yet the jets just scored seven points in an entire game and Uh, then three points after time expired but they got granted three points and then three more points in overtime that's a total of 13 points i'm seven sorry in in regulation (laughs) in in effective regulation yeah 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 i'm taking the chargers i am too (laughs) And the Chargers have a better offense. And we talk crap about the Chargers a lot, too. <laughs> Their defense is really team. bad, but can Zach Wilson figure it out? A few weeks ago, we were kind of high on that guy. I don't think he's very good. I think he's met his quota for decent passes on the year with those two that he had in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's turned him in. He has punched his time. He's yeah. clocked out. Guy's done. Good job. Counterpoint. Yep. Brees Hall. Yeah. Could have 200 yards and we could be like, man, how do we miss on the Jets? Yeah. But if outside of that, I, I don't actually see how they win that game. No. Their defense is, is really good. good. Yeah. Good. But the Chargers have proven that they can score against good defenses. They yeah. just don't always have the ability to stop an offense. Yeah. And when there isn't an offense to stop, what do you. That offense stops itself. I agree. I've got the Chargers literally outside of like my top pick. I think zero of these I was very confident with. No, I kept, here's what I ran into. I kept moving teams down <laughs> and then, and then I would the go top. back to the top and I'd have like the Steelers or the Colts at yeah. like 12 and 11. And I'm like, well, that's not going to work. And I'd move stuff down. And now here we are. I have the Browns at 14 and the Saints at 13, the Colts at 12, like these are not good football teams, and I am gambling my entire week on them, basically. I wish I could put them all at one point and 
use all of these other points for later weeks. This is a terrible week for Pick'em. It's so bad. We are going to come back on this podcast next week, and I pray to God I am at least 50-50. I, I could flip <sighs> well, a coin. Well, what, we had five and four? We were, I was like five and eight, and you were four and four nine? nine? Yeah, dude, I, oh, I could flip incoming. a coin and probably be better than that this week. Now, I will ask, what do we add on our podcast now? Bam, all righty. So, week's record last week, you were 10 and six. Ooh. Woohoo, that's pretty good. That's okay. Yeah, I was 14 and two. Yeah. That was a good week. Very good. A good week. Overall season total so far, you're 32 and 26. I am 37 and 21. We got some room to fail this week. Got some room to fail this week. Got some room to fail. I don't think there's a shot we get back to even, but... Can I propose a poll question? Yeah. This one's going to be... There's probably not very many people that are going to respond to this poll, but a poll question. Okay. Um, Will Dylan get last (laughs) and pick him again this week for the third week in a row and not last out of the five of us? know each other last out of the 33 people in the entire thing you know what's funny he would have been better off not picking any teams because then he would have been tied to the person above above him yeah two weeks in a row now that's tough two weeks in a row when you don't know what scoring defense means that that might be a out of any of the humans there's not a human in this pick'em league that has played football at a higher level than him and he is so damn bad at this. <laughs> what is he on the season? He's got to be somewhere in the middle, right? He's never won a week, ever. And he's been in the Pick'em League as long as I have. It took me four weeks. He's never won one. I think I've won six or seven. My dad has won like four. And my dad still thinks that the teams that were good in 2007 are still good. And the teams that were bad in 2007 are still bad. Yeah, even overall, he's 26 out of 33. But two weeks in a row being bottom, bottom, that's tough. John Springleman cooked him last hot week. on his tails hot on his tail oh my god he's coming <laughs> uh, i'm excited to see where we go that's the end of the podcast everybody we did it is it is it shorter than an hour and 44 minutes yes it sure is by what 37 oh god. <laughs> we'll get there we're getting there that was close to an hour and a half <laughs> thanks for listening again we'll be back next week see you guys see ya